The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Tapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. It's interesting because this morning I thought, hmm, I wonder what they're going to want to talk about. And they said, well, why don't you draw on your own life where I'm recognizing that I'm breaking patterns that I was taught, things that were that were instilled in me. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of good stuff. But some of the things I'm, you know, neurotic about or worry about, I, I'm really starting to observe them in a different way. And there's a shift as I realize that I'm collaborating with the parents that had instilled those patterns. So... I thought, okay, so we'll talk about patterns. And then I looked at the time, and it was one, 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 one. I don't know if you get these things, but once in a while you get cool to look at the time, and and it, it's kind of exciting. It's one of those many ways they let just let you know that you're synchronized. So that was kind of fun to see that. So here's the thing: here we are living our lives, and we all have out of body people that we love who are watching over us, protecting us. Maybe some we need still need to work out some things with. And it's so very interesting because we might look at patterns that our parents, grandparents, older family members, even younger family members have or had, but those who are out of body now, it's interesting because I've channeled in time and time again to honor the loved one, but you don't need to honor the dysfunction. And I know in terms of loyalty, it's so interesting because, you know, I love my parents and they're out of body and I look at all the good stuff. We all have our quirks and all of our, <laughs> isn't that nice and kind for most people? So we all have our stuff and we picked up patterns and we might not even be aware of, you know, that maybe those patterns really fit with our personality. Maybe the, we're picking them up and it's something we would like to outgrow. If it's something we'd like to outgrow, they'd like to hug us and say, well, Here's where the collaboration is. When people go out of body and they look at that life review, they say it's, some of it is a little bit tough. Are they fine out there? Yes. Are they happy? Yeah, of course they're happy because they can see us, they can be with us. 
It is not based on faith or signs. And of course, we, we know they're with us. It goes way deeper than faith and signs, the reality of getting that wave and feeling it. In fact, take a deep breath and let's do our protection. And as I talk, it's often a distraction. It's nice stuff that they're channeling in for sure, but it distracts us and hopefully raises the vibration so that you can have the collaboration with your loved ones in real time right now as you're sitting. And you can think about this and really honor those you love and let go of the patterns because, frankly, that's what they're trying to do. So let's do our protection and then talk about how that collaboration works. So sit or lie down or whatever it is you're doing. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, please. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. So the first thing I'd like to mention is a lot of us already have this in our consciousness. And, you know, we all have free will. And some people might think, why would we choose the circumstances that we came in with? Because sometimes those could be rather challenging. From what I've learned in channeling that usually a person is aligned with a soul family. They're aligned with a theme. They know exactly where they want to come in. They kind of chuckle out there and say there are no accidents that souls know when they're coming in. Sometimes somebody can have a pregnancy or miscarry and there might not be somebody assigned. That happens. Um, there can be all kinds of things going on. But when somebody comes in and, and comes to fruition, there is purposefulness with it and usually, usually a lot of consciousness in the decision to come in. Why would somebody come in and choose a place that isn't conducive to expanding the goodness of their heart and the truth of their gut instinct. That is a logical thing. And so when we look at this dilemma, we're combining the mind, the heart, and the gut. Our heart wants to love. Our gut wants to, you know, be aligned and with kindness. We're, we're sweet beings, we humans. And, and animals are too. There's so much sweetness. So why would we come in to a place where that heart and that instinct might be suppressed. Maybe there's a parent who had trauma that can't bond. Maybe there's someone who has some ideas that they learned from their parents. And it's interesting because it was really eye-opening to me when I channeled in for the first time that even things we don't like, biases, discrepancies, you know, liking some people over other people over superficial things, of course, that's, you know, I look at it as all foolishness because we're all souls and we're here to love each other, all of us. But the thing is that when you think of a child taking on some of those perceptions, they're usually looking up at someone that they want to get a positive reaction from. They want the pat on the head. They want that hug. So they will often, kids will often align themselves with whatever dogma, whatever's going on. And when we think of maybe that goes against the heart and the instinct, well, it started with the heart and the instinct wanting love. That's pretty sweet. But then if there's bias and unkindness, no, 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 we can't have that. We can't have that. Why did we take that on? Why did we put ourselves in that position? I've learned through channeling that we choose these places sometimes so that we can have a challenge, give ourselves a challenge because we know we're going to 
right ourselves or find the way through whatever it is that we've been taught. Whatever that is, we're going to find our way and take responsibility to our true autonomy and to our love. Where does that put us? You know, these days there's so many people with differing opinions out there and and you look at the politics and you look at the, you know, whatever it is that's going on, how do we all get along? Maybe you want to honor somebody who taught you something and you want to honor them and love them, but you don't honor what it is they taught you because it brings up something that feels like it's not truth. It feels like it goes against if it's draining, if it doesn't feel right with your energy. So what do you do? You still want to love people, you know? And, it, and it's interesting because you hear so much these days about, you know, what happens at family gatherings if people have very different opinions about what's going on. When we remember that even, like we said, negative, negative action and negative belief came from the need to fit in and get some love, then we can go back to that place and realize that the people who taught us those things, they probably learned them the same way. However, we can recognize, and again, we don't want to be all judgy about it, but sometimes these things don't resonate with us, and we love certain aspects of people, but other parts are other. We don't go there. We don't talk about this, and it doesn't resonate with us. And then those people that we love, they go out of body. And what we do, it's so natural, and we've talked about this in different ways, carry some of the physical aspects of them. Our weight can go up and down. We'll start carrying symptoms sometimes. And, and part of it is the grief, and when we, when we have consciousness of it, we can let go of the negativity and can choose the brighter, sweeter things. But does that negate what wasn't bright and sweet, what went against us? Does that negate that maybe they said th- some things that we wish didn't come out of their mouths and that we certainly wouldn't repeat because it's not our reality? Or maybe there are knee-jerk reactions where we say things that we learned from them and it doesn't resonate. Well, here's the really sweet, wonderful thing. Of course, we can work on ourselves and expand and observe ourselves, but what you might not expect is the cheerleader out of body who's helping us. And usually, take a deep breath and just let yourself relax and let, let yourself feel the love that's surrounding you. Usually, it's the people who perpetuated the patterns, who are trying to help us break open any residual effects, anything that still does not resonate and bogs down our energy and blocks our ability to love all of creation. Yes, they are helping us. You know why? They go out and they have their life review. And some people report that they watch themselves and they are so disgusted with the things they said and did and with their biases or with whatever it is, because you see you go out of body and we're, we're all out there. Is there color? Is there, you know, it, it's interesting. One mama I channeled in a long time ago channeled into her daughter. She, in her lifetime, was a practicing Catholic and she wanted to keep her entire family under that umbrella. And she did a good job of it. In fact, her daughter that I would channel for married somebody who was a different Christian group, but not Catholic, and his family was not accepting of her, and there was a lot of bias. Um, And it's interesting because her mother came in and said, you know, the Catholicism, it fit her. She loved it. She aligned with it. She's glad she gave it to her children, but she wanted to report that when she went out of body, 
she said she went through the light of Christ. And of course, the light is the light, whatever we name it. And to me, as you know, I'm a Jewish girl, the light of Christ, yes, that's real. And so is Mary at all. They're all here to help us. They're all manifestations of God, just like we are. So what she said to her daughter was she went there feeling very, very comfortable and, and through the light of Christ. And then, you know, she had a very good lady. She goes through her life review and not too much that's startling. And because she was never biased, she was kind to everyone. Her bias was what she felt was the path for her. So she wanted to instill it in her children with that lovely intention that it would serve them the way it serves her. And that's lovely. And she very joyfully talked about and showed an image of all these souls waiting in line. And they're waiting in line, and up above each entrance, it was a um, like a rounded door. Each one, there were no corners. It just felt like, like a door that was rounded at the top, and it was open. And above each one was a symbol, and some I recognized and some I did not, and they were different religious symbols. And when I see a cross that's tilted, I know that 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 Christianity is, is Catholic. So when I see that, I know that's what they, they want to get across. And so she's showing that she's in this line with everybody, and she's looking across to others, some she recognizes from here, others she's made friends out there, and she's waving and everyone's friendly. But she stayed in her line. And when she went through that door, you know what happened? It was a huge room with everybody. It was a huge circle with all of these rounded doorways. And everyone got in their line what served them, what they were comfortable with. And maybe people didn't need to go through those doorways at all. They're already in there. But if there was something that really gave comfort through this lifetime, yes, of course, a, a person would align with that. And yet she talked about the divinity of Christ that you go in and it's the all. And while she still loved Catholicism and was happy, she she is she just used the Yiddish word kvel because she's trying to just like, you know, get it out to everyone. She kvels when another child is baptized into the faith. She loves that. But it's not something that separates her from other people. And so she's really adamant about that. We pick up our tools and she wants you to know that we can put on whatever mantle, coat, whatever it is, and, and of course, we shouldn't force it on anybody, whatever makes sense. But when it's something that divides us, when we can walk our path and throw flowers in paths of others and wave and say, hello, that's lovely. That's all the path. But when there might be someone else, not like this ma mama, who really was adamant about separation and, and rights, human rights, things like that, when they're back out of body, they get pretty upset at themselves and going, who is that person? And, and it's like they're watching a movie where, where you know, somebody, somebody out there yelled, a gangster. We think we're looking like gangsters, but not in the cool way. When somebody is looking at their life review, and it's a brave thing to do when there are things in your heart you might be ashamed of, and then you see that maybe you didn't perpetuate what you wanted. And just at the point of getting really angry at yourself, you know what goes on out there? They're tricky, loving and tricky guides come in and they show patterns and they say you know what before you go hating on yourself let's look at who taught you that and they will actually go back in the life review and show the child trying to get that approval oh yeah I do I hate them too I hate. and all that stuff that might have gone on and then the wave comes into that person it's like oh my god 
well, why didn't dad or why didn't grandpa or why didn't mama, why didn't they figure it out? And then there's the realization coming back to the life review that maybe the soul that's in the life review didn't figure it out while they're here. And maybe some of those concepts stuck. Maybe it became such a staunch belief system. We have great big brains. And as we often talk about, as strong as those brains are, our soul, our heart, and our gut are so much more expanded. The brain is the computer to keep everything on track and to help us and to serve us. But very often, the brain takes charge and we have like earworms in there or whatever you want to call them. And we actually start to believe and take responsibility to live our life as if what we were taught is the reality. And then they go out of body and they see something because they see the reaction. Maybe they were unkind to somebody. They see the reaction. They start to see who the people they were hating on or not loving actually are. And then they start to realize that we are everyone. We are all connected. And I know it sounds like a strange concept as we're walking around in bumper cars when we bump people on the street. But energetically, we affect each other and we're all connected. And so when the soul realizes that, you know what, the parent didn't do it with as much hate. And again, this stuff can get ugly. But underneath, the soul is wanting to belong, that sense of belonging. So if I have to march and step, and that's a lot of connotations there with, with what they just said, it's to belong. Sometimes we feel so alienated and so not a part of something. And, you know, the military, it's, it's all about belonging and being a part of something. So many groups are, and there are a lot of groups that do wonderful things and some who are not so wonderful. So when somebody is looking at that life review and recognizing that the mind kind of took over, over their heart and gut, and we're not talking about the souls that are inherently cruel. They're few and far between. They are in a different setting. So we're talking about people who took on patterns and are... <laughs> kind of self-righteously shocked when they realize their behavior and recognize their level of unconsciousness. Now, if they taught you some of that unconsciousness and they become conscious, do you know how they work on forgiving themselves? They're, like I said, they're tricky out there. They say, you know what? If you really work on this and get to the bottom of this and release this, you can help release the patterns that you perpetuate with the people who are still on the physical plane. And it's like... Really? Because what we won't do for ourselves, we'll often do for others, for our kids, for our loved ones, you know, for the world. Sometimes that's the impetus because, you know, we've been taught to take care of others and we might put ourselves on the back shelf. And, and very often we become unconscious to our own needs and the fact that how we might be behaving, even speaking, is such a habit and we're not conscious of how it resonates and how it goes against our own vibrational soul and knowingness. Now, if you're interested in listening to something like this, you're pretty expanded. Whether you think so or not, don't forget one of our sweet mamas, Carrie, who said that awareness, ah, I'm getting a hug from her daughter, Michaela, awareness of the connection is the connection. So if you're listening to this, you're aware of connection and you're aware of love. And if you're listening to this one, you know, they network out there, you know, they draw you to places where you can get the help and support you need. So maybe you're finding them in different places in your life. Let this be one of them among many, many, many. But think about right now, 
the people you love and who love you, who might not have been the most loving in some ways or who carried patterns that you know they wouldn't be proud of if they just had the toolbox or maybe if they hadn't been taught that. And and don't don't forget, we're a generation that, you know, we're we're a little more open to therapy and coming to consciousness. And for so many people, that wasn't even an option. So there they are out of body wanting more than ever to break it down and to help us and teach us that that is not what they want us to carry as the legacy with them. So if they're opening up and letting it go, how can we best serve them as well as ourselves? <laughs> to actually, it's, there's such a sweetness to it and all you have to do is look up and agree. That's all you have to do. They say, leave it to us. And even if we perpetuated that so much that you're still believing some of those negative things, including, including not looking at yourself with that full vision. The people, the oldsters that bring us up are sometimes so distracted. And as we get older, we understand that because we get distracted too. We have a lot of worries and we want to take care of others. And there's so much going on and a child can come up with a picture they drew or a dandelion. Yeah, weed. Love those weeds. They are beautiful and here to teach us something. So we had a little break here. They just stopped when I mentioned the dandelion and I mentioned little kids, you know, wanting to please the parents. All of a sudden, it's so funny because this will happen when I'm channeling. They'll just stop and they're like, da 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 da, and talking to themselves. Now, how, what direction are we going to go? It isn't just about if somebody is biased, but it's also about that distraction. When a child comes up and gives their parent or somebody they love, an older person, a picture, a flower, and that person is distracted like we all can be, they might not understand that we are not getting the reflection of the sweetness of our offering. And we might realize that, okay, you know, maybe it doesn't have much value. There are so many ways that inadvertently, and sometimes, you know, right out there in the open, that we are dismissed or we feel like we are not acknowledged and we feel like we're not fully taken in. And that's another thing that our loved ones, when they see the life review, one of the, what I hear most of all is, oh my God, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I hug them? And they realize that often they're afraid that the dam will break, that they might cry, that they might whatever, and it's not okay, and that's not what they were taught. It all comes back to, for so many of us, what we're taught, you know, boys don't cry, you have to be strong, you want to, you know, there's no room for your pain, take care of other people. And, and so they are so upset at not giving that loving and realizing, or they interpret it as, oh, that my ego is in the way I had to be. But you know what? It isn't always ego, and it isn't always a conscious choice, and they really want to make a point of that. It's a really big thing. Take a deep breath, and if you have a loved one out there that had these patterns going on and might not have been able to have their love flow through them in a way that was conducive for your growth, allow yourself to feel their intention, because there's so much that is not conscious whether you're learning something that you won't honor later in terms of bias, but just the distraction and not understanding child needs that reflection. You know, I, I heard, and a lot of kids at my age heard, it, you know, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And I would look up and just shake my head and say, 
they're so unconscious. If I'm crying, I have a reason. I don't do that for no reason at all. And then I learned as I got older, I'm not going to cry in front of anybody ever again. And I, and I got over that when I was finally an adult. But how many of us do that? And it might not be the intention of the loved one, but we, we kind of package ourselves up and pull ourselves back. And maybe that loved one out there is watching a life review where they would give anything to come through and hug you. Well, here's where the collaboration comes in. If we're going to honor the people we love who are out of body now, it would be nice they feel and conducive to our healing and really a blessing for their healing. If we will deal with them and collaborate where they are now and not honor the old because they're trying to shake it off and let it go and if you have the opportunity that someone channels or you download or you can feel it, you can feel the layer. They're saying they want to use an onion as an analogy. Onions make you cry. Onions make you cry and you feel layer after layer after layer. They're making me cry as I channel this. And, it, and we cry. And what is the, one of the tastiest things ever? <laughs> when you fry those suckers up, man, you know, it's a staple in, in, in every culture, right? So it really is beautiful that they're coming up with this analogy because underneath it, you know, you, we love caramelized onions. I mean, again, sorry if you're allergic to them. Um, I come up with a nicer analogy. If you don't like onions, please. Um, but it's, they just laughed and said they didn't use garlic because then we'll stink. <laughs> they, but, you know, and bit, they're bringing lightness to this. The analogy is beautiful because... When we peel away all those layers that make us cry, because there is reason to cry sometimes, there's a sweetness in the letting go of it. And then eventually, we start collaborating in a manner that is truly where they are now and honoring their soul and not the behavior that was taught to them that they became unconscious of. And if they weren't unconscious and you tried to have a conversation and they didn't let you in, they're probably still sorting it out and they're probably still wanting to go to that place of love and expansion. But wherever they are in this journey, we can help them because we were in that journey too. Figuring out who we are, getting past the idea of not being enough, understanding that we're connected to the all. You know, you've heard of the butterfly effect. Whatever we do affects everybody, and energetically it does. Isn't it more beautiful to honor the people we love with their soul's intention, even if they got off track, even if they feel they got off track, especially if they feel they got off track. And here's something beautiful I want to tell us. It gives us permission to realize that we're here to learn what our track is and how to be on track. So we, if we forgive ourselves for taking on some of what we don't honor, understand that most likely like we're kind of saying over and over again, you took it in to please the other, right? And to be loved and to belong. You belong to all of this. You belong. Your soul is aligned in the highest possible way. And when you align your intention and raise your vibration, out there they see that and the sparks fly and they are joyful. Let's be joyful for them as they shake off, pull out the splinters of whatever analogy you want, use, they use lose because they 
They want to lose the parts that don't fit the divinity of the soul, and they're grieving about it because they didn't want to pass it on to you. And maybe some souls take longer to recognize it, and maybe, oh, they just kicked me in a certain area, and maybe somebody was really a pain, and then you know what? And maybe you don't want to go there, and maybe that's just a little too dark and a little too heavy to go there. But um, I channeled in something recently in when I well, the things I've been going through, and I wrote it down when I was thinking about this morning, and they channeled in the patterns, what they wanted to talk about today. They reminded me of this, and and I, I've come to the understanding that, and and it's kind of surprising because I really want to be aligned with God. I wake up and it's like, okay, put me where you want me to be, and all of that, and um, and that works pretty well because the days are different and even more exciting than. I could have anticipated God is way more creative than I am, but I I actually wrote down, it isn't until you've argued with God that you have true collaboration. Now, our friend Amir, Alan in the book, wants to come in and say, and he's a different, he he was brought up in in the Muslim tradition, and it's, you know, I, I dance with him out there, and he comes in, and the light's the same because it's all God's light. We have a lot of definitions for it. We have a lot of cultural things for it, which are divine and and lovely, but it doesn't need to separate us. We can share. But Amir wants to come in and say that he he recognized I had the dilemma years ago. The name of the book is called Love is Greater Than Pain. When I stopped mid-channeling him to his mom, um, I think it was four years from the date he had gone out of body, and she's smiling in the joy. It's palpable, the joy coming through. And I just stopped and said, I, I looked up and I was kind of like, you know, because when I'm done channeling and, and she drives off, I sit and cry because he's not sitting next to her in the car the way we want him to be, you know? We're we're physical. We're in the physical. And, and I said to you know, to her, I'll never understand. I get the big picture is magnificent, but why there's so much suffering? And Amir said, I'll tell you the secret to the universe. We do it to learn that love is greater than pain. And so he wants to come in and reassure you that, you know, we come here and, you know, we don't want pain, but we have some. We share it. We give it. We help others with theirs. And so much of it is to release and help and understand. But if we didn't love the way we love, we wouldn't have the pain. If you have somebody out there that hurt you and you're carrying that hurt, it's because it matters. It's because it matters. And when they get to a place in real time now that they are actively breaking it down, looking at it, and one, one man just said, and grabbing their heads and, and wailing back and forth, holy you know what, what have I done? They are given the grace and the beauty to heal and expand. And it's usually with the intention to help us release the things they taught us that don't resonate in the gut. So take a deep breath. Feel yourself rise to your full height. Let your spine elongate. Let the shoulders fall down. Let the hands fall into your lap and be open. If you're sitting, let the feet be flat. Uncross your legs. If you're lying down, that's fine. And feel the alignment. Feel your alignment with the beauty of your own soul and what you know is right in your gut and in your heart. You can taste it. It's all about love. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't get angry when somebody isn't being okay. If we see somebody hurt a kid, 
or kick a dog, yeah, we'll turn into grizzly bears. And, you know, that's another thing that personally I've been kind of trying to figure out too. I, I get upset when I go into that fight or flight or the adrenal system and, oh my God, I'm worried. I finally, kind of recently, you know, we've both been going through, Harry and I, my husband Harry and I, a lot of health challenges. And I, I'm starting to really look at and understand and expand and be grateful, of course. And that vulnerability opened us up. Things will do that. Trauma will do that. All of those things. And your priorities kind of get set straight. And I'm finding I don't have the wherewithal of the energy to entertain things that aren't important or things that just need to fall away. And I'm asking for help. And asking for help is, oh boy, you know, it, it's, and, and we've talked about this before. Love is greater than the pandemic. And our need for help during all of this, again, we've, we've discussed this before as well. We have something going on here where, where there's a health crisis and people all around the world, and we're connected technically to everyone around the world, we can hear their voices, are looking up and begging for help. And even the people who don't believe in the help out there are going up and yelling, oh, holy, whatever, help us. When we ask, they come in closer right now. Take a deep breath. Feel your heart. Feel your gut. Feel your reality. Feel your strength. And feel how you're grounded here on the earth plane, but totally connected to divinity. Just because you're wearing the overcoat of your body does not mean you're not a divine being. You know, it's interesting. We think of everybody out there knowing everything. We're, we're souls just like them. We just, they are, we're just wearing our coat right now. And while we might think of that as a limitation, it gives us some advantages. <laughs> Hugs are really nice, huh? And, and it's interesting how we can connect but how the density of being in body, literally having that body, can give us the illusion of limitation on the earth plane, and isn't that where we learn? And really, when we think about what they taught us, wasn't it the fear, the fear of lack, that, you know, there isn't enough for everybody, there isn't enough love for everybody, they're trying to hone in, and this is... When you take responsibility to know that we're all connected to everyone, so much of that falls away. And so sometimes trauma and things like that can help us clarify. But right now, right here, let's do it with sweetness. Maybe you're missing somebody, loving somebody, but let's sit in sweetness and not trauma and allow the body to feel. And if the trauma is there, that's okay. But allow yourself to just be and feel the sweetness of what is coming through to you from the loved ones out of body because you have your memories and you have the responsibility of understanding and unraveling in yourself, if you'd like to, how it affected you and who you'd like to be. And as you come to consciousness with this, here's the sweet part. You're literally taking hands with the person who perpetuated this and helping to guide them to the release of it. So it will not go into the future generations. And you're walking here on the earth, and that's another beauty of being on the earth, sharing with people, becoming the lighthouse, that, that light being that people can come to you and know that you are love. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get angry and not feel, but you see, when you start integrating and understanding some of these hard concepts 
and you stop listening to what other people are trying to tell you about your own limitations and others. You expand and you can feel the truth, and you can aid and abet the people you love out there, maybe parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, you know, leaders of groups. We can aid them and honor the goodness in them as they release what was not healthy for them or for us so that we don't carry it into the next. We don't reflect it to each other. See, there's the beauty of being in body. We can go and give that full hug and not have that limitation. Choose it. You feel the energy right above your head? There are people with you who love you. They're working on it too. And if you don't have anyone in mind specifically, it's still, you're being honored if you're listening to this and taking responsibility and pay attention to your breath. If it isn't your issue, what you're doing right now is collaborating with the all, with all of us, to give us all strength, those of us who would like to do this, and take a breath. If, you're in, if it's your intention that it's happening, you don't have to know how to do it. No, you don't. It's about being present to your truth, to your love, the love that you have for the people that you still have to think about, but there's still that, because they're letting go of it with you. They want to love purely, and the best way we can honor them is to honor them in real time, not in the past. Would you like somebody to keep bringing up your mistakes? Of course not. When you know better, you do better. Remember Maya Angelou? What a beautiful statement. And of course, in my mind, and I'm sure in many of your minds, my first thought is, yeah, but why didn't I get it sooner? You know what? If you're in body here and getting it, that is the sooner. Let's help those we love who didn't get it while we were here and who cracked open out there and who are crying and want to help us to walk in love and in honor and not just with what they taught us about the outside world, about others, but about ourselves. They love us. They honor us, even sometimes if they're too damaged. And again, if there's someone really outside the margins, they're getting help in that way. But for most, sometimes they were so beaten down emotionally and, and their self-esteem that they literally didn't have the tools to help us. One thing I hear over and over and over again, and one thing that really helps in the collaboration, is their understanding out there that they never meant to be withholding. It was not with purpose. Unconscious, you bet. Did they blame themselves for not getting it? Sure. You know, and again, are they okay out there? Yes, they are. Heaven is heaven because they know that we're going to work it all out and that love wins. They know that it doesn't end ever. They see us. Do they miss the life? Sure, but do they miss us? No, they're right with us. And so part of their growth includes us as we collaborate, as we do it together. So let's honor ourselves and take responsibility for how they hurt us, whether it was purposeful or not. But recognizing who we are, take a breath. You're a divine being and you're a collaborator with all. And you're doing right now, right here, 
maybe what your loved ones are doing out there, how sweet to collaborate and walk through life honoring them with the highest level of their soul's purpose and, of course, aligned with who you are because you already know this and you want to walk with love and with kindness. How beautiful to give it to them. And here's the thing. Part of the problem was they couldn't give it to themselves because of what they were taught. And the other part of that honoring is giving it to them, allowing, you know, we want to be seen whole. Let's see them in a way that's whole. So let's go back to Maya Angelou's statement. When you know better, you do better. And you have this consciousness. And that love, it's bigger than the pain of anything that might have gone down. And again, we're not talking about those things that are really outside the margins. Maybe we'll talk about that on a different day. But for those people who went off track, but here's the thing. One thing that I've discovered from channeling and that they want to share with you is those who were withholding, not knowingly withholding, they didn't have the tools, that it wasn't purposeful. They understand when they're out there that everything that they did withhold, they withheld from themselves. All of that intimacy, all of that openness, all of those walls they built, whatever couldn't get through to help, they couldn't give themselves. And they robbed themselves more than they robbed anybody. And together we can heal with the understanding that they are aligning with that purposefully with you, with tears and wanting to do better. Not just saying, oh, forgive and forget, but with whatever was going on, understanding it, going back through the generations to see how it started, understanding it and releasing it with love and as much honor as possible for understanding how it was perpetuated. Because when you pull up that window blind and you see it, you don't want to stay in that place of blaming yourself or others. Isn't that a beautiful way to honor them as we honor ourselves and open things up? You know, <laughs> they may be past, but they're not past all the issues. They're working with us and they're present and they want your presence. They want your presence as they open up to honor the higher part of the soul because it helps them when you know, but it helps us when we know that we're doing it for ourselves and that we are sweetly contagious. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. 
It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.